Welcome to Thrive in Design, a podcast about making money in beautiful interiors as it relates to product-based businesses in the interior design industry. Each week, we'll discuss innovative strategies on how to approach product development and design sales in a shifting market. I'm your host, Nicole Lachey-Ben. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Thrive in Design podcast. This is Nicole Lachey-Ben, CEO and founder of Thrive in Design, and I'm so happy to have you here. Happy summer. The summer has really flown by, and we are keeping the summer season of this podcast uh, shorter than our first season, but packed with amazing information. So if you've listened to the last five episodes of the podcast, you've heard some amazing guests and some amazing topics and also heard some really great gems. I kicked off the season with talking about sales funnels and really how that applies to all aspects A&D sales and how you're really capturing leads and nurturing them. Then we went into an episode uh, talking to one of the co-owners of Mancini Duffy and learning all about their tech platform and how they integrate that into their design experience with their clients. We talked about relationship building when it comes to A&D sales with the founder of the Tech app. Then we also talked about strategies and how to sell from an A&D sales rep perspective with an amazing sales rep from Lutron. Then in our last episode, we actually took a behind the scenes look at a magnetic interior design brand and how that owner really approaches marketing and what have you. And even if you don't own an interior design firm, the tidbits that she shared was really relevant to any entrepreneur, especially in the interior design and architecture space. So today I wanted to kind of recap that and boil it down to one specific topic because I feel like there was a theme, even though each episode from this season has been different, there really was a common theme that tied in architecture and design sales reps and really how they are creating value, building relationships, in putting processes in place to really nurture and close a sale. So that's what I wanna talk about today and dive in a little bit deeper into that theme. So this theme really fits into the C of Ace the Journey. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you're probably like, what is Ace the Journey? So over at Thrive and Design, which is more than just a podcast, we focus on putting human-centered strategies in place to help interior product companies really build their brand awareness and their revenue by using our proprietary framework called ACE the Journey. And ACE really is an acronym that stands for appearing, consulting, and executing. and really dives into three specific questions as you're thinking about your customer journey or a designer's journey and experience with your interior product company, right? So you're asking yourself or you're asking your interior product company and the systems that are in place, how are we appearing in the market? How are we consulting designers? And how are we executing a sale? And through those three questions, you're able to really break down the experience of your customers, find out your pain points, and really develop strategies or processes to help you thrive and increase that revenue and brand awareness that we 
also want in our interior product companies, right? So the theme that has come up in season two of the Thrive and Design podcast this summer of 2022 has really fallen into that sea of ACE journey. How are we consulting designers, right? And that comes down to your A&D sales reps and how they are approaching building relationships, adding value and nurturing and closing that sale. Okay. So quick story. Recently, I had the opportunity to train a new A&D sales rep who had a design background, right? So understood the design process, technical aspects, but had never had a background in sales. So I really got to structure her training in a way that introduced her to the sales side of interior design and interior design sales. And I found that when somebody is getting started in A&D sales, whether they have a design background or not, they really need to understand five things as they are diving in, right? And this comes into how they are consulting the designer, right? So before they go out and they are trying to land a sale and get designers to specify the product, they need to understand five things. In getting started, who are the go-to resources and people within the company that I'm working for, right? So who is our vice president of sales? Who is the uh, key contact that manages our CRM platform like Salesforce? Who is the inside sales lead that can help me with any questions regarding processing an order? Who is the contact for knowing my inventory and understanding stock, lead times, what have you? So really that first piece for that sales rep and going into, you know, jumping into A&D sales is really understanding who are all the key contacts within their company and what information does all of those key contacts have to really help them service their clients and service the sale, right? So that's, that's part one. That's the easy part, right? The next part I would say is auditing what has already been done, right? So I have been a sales rep for almost 10 years. I I have almost 10 years of experience being a sales rep. So I remember what it was like to first jump into the sales rep world in New York City and not really knowing what I was really getting myself into, right? But I did understand that when jumping into that, I couldn't just start going. I really needed to audit my territory so that is creating an understanding of what had been done before i was there what marketing materials were out in the field what design firms were already specifying my products and which ones were maybe aware of the products that i was representing but not necessarily specking us all the time and also auditing like who are my competitors out there right Because a lot of times with interior product companies, you're not the only that makes a type of product like yours, right? And that is okay. But creating that audit uh, of everything in your territory really helps you move forward in the next part, number three, of what your plan of action is, 
right? So let's break that down even further. So let's take one bit of that really in understanding what marketing materials are out there in the field, right? So I had an opportunity uh, to do an audit for a company recently. And when it came to marketing materials, the marketing materials that were already existing in design firm libraries were about eight years old, right? But I had no idea of what existed out there before. So how I approached that was one, um, looking into Salesforce, seeing what design firms were already specifying the materials, what um, book of business was left over by the previous rep. And then I made sure to reach out to all of those firms and make my way to those firms in person to see what they actually had. When I got there, I discovered these eight-year-old um, almost binders of sorts that had old materials in it or old samples in it, right? And then understanding what was out there, I could then say, okay, my plan of action is to one, uh, pull out discontinued items, get those discontinued items back to the distribution center. And then for the things that are still good, make sure that the coloring hasn't changed um, from different formulas that have been developed in the last eight years. And if those haven't changed, keep those in the design libraries. And if they have, then go back and make sure you order all the new sampling that needs to be put into that place, right? So that's like a step-by-step -step breakdown of what to do for marketing materials that are in the field. But let's just say your A&D rep is going out there and they discover, hey, we don't even have anything out in the field. So what is my next step, right? So then it's a matter of understanding what does this design firm do? right? What kind of projects do they do? Are they doing education? Are they doing multifamily? Are they doing K through 12? Are they doing healthcare, et cetera, et cetera? And then what types of materials are they specifying when it comes to our specific interior product company, right? And when you create that understanding, then you can move forward with saying, okay, we're going to curate something special for their library, or they can just get the standard uh, sampling for their library. So I could probably go on and on and on about what that plan of action looks like. But when you create that audit that we talked about a couple of minutes ago, then you can go back in and say, okay, what is my plan of action based on the information that I found in my territory, with my designers, with the architects, developers, what have you. And then how will I implement that over time? What support do I need to implement that over time? Does that make sense? So in tandem, as you're doing all of this, so let's recap those things. So one is identifying who your key people or resources are in the company that you work for. And this is for my A&D reps out there. Two, it's auditing, creating an audit of everything in your territory, marketing materials, etc., what have you. And then three, creating a plan of action for everything that you found in that audit. And then the next thing is really establishing your book of business. And this is going to happen in tandem as you're doing that audit, right? So for me, I know a few years ago, I was looking for a new job and 
it was really hard to find a job as a sales rep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I had started my career in the New York City design market, which is probably the hardest market there is in the interior design industry, right? To penetrate as an A&D sales rep. And I was successful in it, right? I won over 24 sales awards during my career in New York, but I got into it not knowing anybody, right? So as I tried to get a different job in A&D sales in a different market, which was like the DC, Baltimore market where I'm from, it was really hard to get a new job. And in each place that I interviewed, every company, when I tell you like 10 out of 10 companies, would tell me, well, you don't know anybody. You can't, you're not going to be successful because you don't know anybody. And I found that really interesting because it's like, I didn't know anybody when I was in New York, but I somehow I managed to be successful and exceed sales goals. Um, but some reason, interior product companies have a hesitation to, to get started with new A&D reps that are not familiar with their territory. But that's okay. On the interior product side, interior product company side, you could be more comfortable with hiring a rep that's not familiar with the territory if you equip them with an understanding and tools on how to establish a book of business, right? So when we talk about a book of business, that's really identifying who are the key players in your market, um, what type of projects are they working on, are they familiar with your interior product company, And if not, how do you get them familiar? Like what's your strategy to get in there, to build relationships, to identify those key decision makers at the design firms, right? That's really all it is. So in establishing a book of business for a new A&D sales rep or even somebody that is new to your company, it's a matter of just doing those things exactly, right? A simple Google search can allow for you to say, okay, top top 50 design firms in the DC area, right? And then from there, break down to the segment of interior design that they're in. You can use LinkedIn to identify the key players that are there, connect with them, send them personalized video messages, audio messages, and then even ask for a call to action to schedule an appointment, right? Or it's a matter of using tools like Dodge or following up with leads from Material Bank to get in there. But I can say that if you optimize and really strategize on establishing a book of business, whether your A&D rep or if you're an A&D rep is new to sales, new to your company, what have you, as long as you have that strategy in place of looking at your market, looking at the key players in your market and creating a step-by-step process of how you're gonna penetrate, there can be success from there. All right, so we talked about four things, right? And that really is a matter of getting started as an A&D sales rep, whether that is a brand new A&D sales rep, a brand new rep to your company. And those top four things that we talked about today was identifying the key players or key points of contact and resources within their own company. Um, Two was auditing their territory. Three was making a plan of action based on what you found in that audit. Four was establishing a book of business. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was really creating a rhythm after that. So in the, with the rep that I just mentioned that I recently trained, 
after we went through those four things, she was like, well, what's next, right? I've introduced myself to everybody um, at my firms. I have made my plan of action. I've started putting my plan of action in place, but what's next? And really the what's next comes in number five, which is creating a rhythm for all of your new design launches. So whether your company has a new design launch once a year, uh, once per quarter, twice a year, whatever that rhythm looks like, it's really creating a rhythm and a plan of what happens when new products are coming to market. So I like to tell reps, okay, so what does that look like on the company side, right? So on the company side, like the interior product company side, the new design launch for the marketing team might look like, you know, creating content, creating email marketing campaigns. Maybe your company has a podcast or a YouTube channel or different things like that. But on the rep side, a new design launch might be making um, sure that they announce that information to their top 20 clients, whether that be through email, video, um, content on their personal Instagram. That might be making sure they schedule new design launch presentations, whether that be virtual or in person. And then on top of that, even hosting an in-person event so they'll, that their top clients can see what the products look like firsthand and also have a little bit of fun and build those relationships that are also important in this industry. All right. So that's just like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that I really like touched on that because I know that as we have talked about so many things in this past summer season and I've been able to get out there and train reps and audit uh, territories for companies that I'm working with right now, these things come up every single day. And a topic that is not really discussed from a management level uh, of interior product companies. So I wanted to make sure I touched on that today. And I hope that this was helpful and that ignited some things for you to think about today. And if you're like, uh, I want to I want to look into this more and you know maybe you're like okay I am an A&D rep and I want help with these things how do I even start implementing all of the five things that we talked about today I urge you to send this episode to your direct manager and have them listen and then get in contact with me so that we can discuss how to move on with training for your team if you are an, a leader or manager of an interior product company, you're thinking, huh, these are interesting topics. Let me go forth and start implementing things with my own team. Wonderful. But if you need some assistance or you're looking for a consultant to come in, I would love to partner with you in training your team and implementing these processes when it comes to all five of the things that we talked about today. So that is all I have for you today. And I urge you to go forth and ace the journey. Of course, today we talked about the C, but go forth and think about how you're appearing in the market. Think about how you're consulting designers and how you're going to execute the sales so that you can maximize your revenue, maximize your brand awareness, and ultimately thrive in design. So have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this season two of the Thrive and Design podcast, and I can't wait to come back with even more amazing topics and more amazing guests in season three in the next few months. So have a wonderful day and I will talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us this week on Thrive in Design. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Thrive in Design. And for more strategies on how your product company can innovate in the interior design industry, head to training.thriveindesign.co. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to create captivating content. That was a wrap for this season, but we'll see you soon. Bye.